0: Now they've got another short-handed rush. Stone is in, stops, he scores!
1: Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Over to the right side, sixth attacker is on. Carlson to the left, Petrangelo shoots wide, rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson ties the game. with a minute 35 to play power play goal from the finley chevrolet fox sports las vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts darren Ballard and ryan wallace
0: one-timers news and notes from around the national hockey league to come up uh, this hour on the vgk insider show i'll give you my idea on how to clean up any confusion at the end of games when a team's trying to frantically get back into it. Uh, We also have the Bruce Cassidy sound from today's media conference. It was the largest presence of media I've seen in a while. The entire front row was booked. Uh, Ryan Wallace had to sit in the second row. By the myself on an island section uh, yeah. back there, and then uh, the rest of us uh, we take up our rows three and four. But we'll have all the Bruce Cassidy uh, audio for you as he talks about the new line combinations, uh, some of the young guys how they're playing, and uh, just uh, the center ice position in particular got a lot of attention today. And that is something that uh, I, I want to start with. That you've got the lines as they skated today, yeah. Because Jack Eichel returned to a regular. Colored sweater. Mm -hmm. And Paul Cotter was uh, out of the baby blue as well. So things uh, progressing on the good side on that front. Jonathan Marcheseau, however, is still in that non-contact jersey. Right. So we got two returnees going towards tomorrow if there's no setbacks. Mm -hmm. When you put two players in it changes up the lines. Uh, Brian Fraze was uh, sent back uh, to uh, the Henderson Silver Knights uh, today. So how did they line up today? And that will set up Bruce Cassidy.
2: All right. So the line combinations as we saw them today, top line, and this is in no particular order, but I'll just throw it out because there. Because
0: anyway. there's no particular order anymore. Yeah,
2: exactly. So first lines, Michael Amadio with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. Second line would be Riley Smith with Jack Eichel and Nick Waugh. Third line, Paul Cotter with William Carlson and Phil Kessel. And your fourth line was Will Carrier with Jake LeCision and
0: Keegan Colasar. All right. So LeCision with Carrier and Colasar. Yes. That is the fourth line that we call the third line but <laughs> wants to be called the fourth line minus Nick Waugh. Sure. Right, okay. Yeah. So that's that's the the... The best way to explain the confusion around what's going on uh, with this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the second or third line, and and take your pick here, but Jack Eichel is your superstar. I have trouble saying that he's playing on the third line, coming back from injury. So I'm going to call him the second line uh, with with Riley and Nick Waugh, who's a center normally, Mm -hmm. but they're putting him up there. And then you've got Carlson, Cotter coming back. Uh, Cotter was a third liner. Uh, and Phil Kessel was on the third line before. So really that becomes your third line, yes. but was put down to the fourth line because the fourth line was so uh, productive. And the uh, the sensational performance by Michael Amadio allows that line to stay together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sum it up? More or less, yeah. All right. Because it, it does get uh, a little bit out there. Here's my dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot. From the first hour, mm-hmm. what happens with all of this when Jonathan Marciosso is cleared to return? And even though he's in the baby blue right now, mm-hmm. was I wrong in looking, saying he looked pretty good today? He looked great today. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he looked great today.
0: I- what What happens to these combinations when Jonathan Marciosso is available?
2: So, like. Knee-jerk reaction for me, looking at the way it's configured, is that Jonathan Marcheseau slides in where Nick Waugh is. So your first, second, whatever number you want to put on it, that line of Riley Smith, Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marcheseau is a line, and then that allows you to put Nick Waugh back between Will Carrier and Keaton Colesar.
0: Makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Absolutely. And And your center's... Then become Stevenson, Eichel, Carlson, and Wah. Yep. All right? Yep. That's good. Those where this is different from when all the injuries happened is the misfits aren't together. Right. That's a change. And why the misfits aren't together is because Eichel is in that centerized position. Eichel is with the misfits because Michael and Mateo has been so good with Stevenson and Stone. Michael Amadio has played himself into a position mm-hmm. with his 7-game point streak to alter significantly the makeup of the 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 lines for the Vegas Golden Knights.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and that's impressive. Well, it's it's You know, you don't want to fix something or move something or change something that's working. And to Michael Amadio's credit, he has put himself in a position where he's able to play the perfect type of game alongside Stevenson and Stone. You've got the speed of Stevenson. You've got the vision of Stone. You've got quick puck movement. And for for what Michael Amadio is able to do, you put the puck on his stick with a chance he's going to put it in the back of the net. That's what he's done. Recently, So when you've got that cooking and I believe more balance is the end goal, the the ability to recognize pairs, the ability to spread your offense out throughout your four lines. That's the end goal for this team wanting to get to the playoffs and win the Stanley cup. So the fact that Michael Amadio has taken that role and run with it allows you to experiment a little bit more. Now that Jack Eichel's coming into the line. So
0: lineup. where are your pairs right now? So I Stevenson and Stone.
2: Yeah, it's Stevenson and Stone. I don't know that you've got one for Jack Eichel, though I would make the argument it's Riley Smith,
0: right? Because that's what they they wanted at the that's start. That's what they wanted at the start. But and but it, it went away. It did go away. So but your I, pairs are kind of thrown off right now. In a sense. I yeah. think
2: I think you're looking for fifty five right,
0: and twenty eight, Carrier sure. and Colasar yeah. are a pair, even though yeah. they're on the wing.
2: And I would argue that like that's not so much a pair as it is a trio. Like, as, as good as those two are together, like, the end goal is Nick Waugh there, right? Like, down the middle, we, we kind of all recognize that you want Nick Waugh to be the pivot for that line.
0: Um, but it's it's just kind of, he, it's it's out of sync with what I thought it would be, or they they expected it to be, because of the sensational play of Michael Amati, sure, which is a huge plus. Here's the thing. The thing and you talked about uh why Matteo works with them and puck retrieval and, and it, it it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's the hockey side of it. Sure. Here, here's the real uh advantage to keeping a Maddie with Stevenson and Stone and then Eichel skating between Law and Riley smith moral and down the line is when it goes stagnant, or there's a game in which, and it might be tomorrow, it might be Saturday against LA, mm-hmm. I don't know when it's going to be, but when it's not working, yeah, you snap the fingers, and you can go back to your misfits, your Jack Eichel with Stevenson and Stone, and everything falls into place. But you, you don't want to be the coach who changes things just to change it. Sure. When you've got something going, Ride it. Mm-hmm. And I love that part of of Bruce Cassidy, what he did today. It would have been so easy to put Jack back with his first-line teammates. Sure. Absolutely. The easiest thing in the world, and uh, I don't want to speak for Jack or, or everybody else, but in the back of your mind, you, you leave the lineup playing one place, and you're the star. You go back to playing with the lineup. No amadio has been sensational, mm-hmm. and these are the these are good problems for a coach to have. Sure, when when Jack's back, what do you do with Amadio? He's he's on a career best streak, and that's a career best streak for a lot of guys, not just uh, somebody who was in and out of the lineup uh, this year and and uh, missed 14 games with it, with it being a healthy scratch. But if it doesn't work, when it doesn't work, mm-hmm. because you go through these ebbs and flows of the of the season, you can give the team a jolt. By going back to good old reliable, mm-hmm. you go back to good old reliable now, and you change it up, and there's no guarantee that it's going to be you're going to have that lightning in a bottle or again
2: that it's as good, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So I, I, I really do uh, commend Bruce Cassidy the way he rolled them out today, and when Jonathan Marchessault comes back, if it goes the way that 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 you uh, spelled out for us, and it goes into that uh, into that mode, I think there's there's some real merit to it. It, it's interesting. And, you know, again, in hearing Bruce kind of speak
2: today and ultimately what his goal is when, when everyone's healthy, how he envisions this team looking from a line to line basis. When you start to, to think about turning it, it, spreading out the offense enough to where you, you don't have a top six, bottom six, you've got a top nine, and then you've got what, you know, your fourth line can bring night in and night out. That's the goal. How you get there is experimentation and I think right now Bruce Cassidy's leaning into this great opportunity in the middle of the season to experiment.
0: Here is Bruce Cassidy today talking about the return of Eichel and Cotter.
3: Well, we'll see how they are in the morning, how they responded to today's practice thought it was a good workout but um, I would say they if there's no setbacks yeah they should be good to go.
0: Fingers crossed. And they've been skating uh, on their own. Uh, Cotter went on the trip to Denver Mm -hmm. and was available if needed. Uh, He was out of the baby blue at that situation. So uh, we do anticipate, uh, barring a setback, Mm -hmm. that those two will be back in the lineup. Both have played on the top line. Eichel is the center. Mm -hmm. And then Cotter was promoted when things uh, got a little thin and they had to move some players around. They won't be on that Stevenson-Stone trio tomorrow mm-hmm. michael amadio will be and he has played well on that top line
1: here's bruce
3: he's played well up there so there's no use messing with that right now as i said sustainability on in the top six in this league is is uh, is a challenge for everybody so uh, so far so good with with ammo um jack stevie and stoney played well together that moved stevie to the wing, So that involved not only breaking up the line moving stevie from the middle to the left side so to me it's a win-win I mean, I've got, there's both good choices no matter what we do. So, um, tomorrow we may go with the way the lines were were scripted today. Again, I want to check with Jack and and Paul to make sure they're good. If Marshy's not that far off, now we have another option. Um, So, try to work through pairs um, at times. Stevie Stoney have been a good pair. I know Carly and over the years and and, um, Smitty have been a good pair trying to figure out who's, who's, who's Jack best paired up with. I know Nick Waugh and Will Carrier play well together. So tomorrow they may not all be together because of um, what you talked about earlier, the first line's going well, or, the, or, or Stevenson's line. Uh, but eventually we're, we're gonna try to morph into that with our complete health and see if we can get four balanced lines. Uh, kind of how we started the year where the centers are Stevie, Jack, Nick, and, uh, and Carly. But um, we'll see how that plays out.
0: Yeah, I want to play that clip again, but only the first little bit, and I'll, I'll tell you when to stop it. But I want you to listen to what Bruce says here about Michael Amadio.
3: He's played well up there, so there's no use messing with that right now. As I said, sustainability on in the top six in this league is is um, is a challenge for everybody. So uh, so far, so-,
1: so
0: sustainability up there is a challenge in the top six for anybody. Mm-hmm. That's a translation to me to. We're riding this guy while he's hot, yep. while he's clicking with these guys, and then we'll make a decision after. But yeah. we're we're in right now with Michael Amadio playing with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, 100%. And again. I love the way he phrased it. Credit to Michael Amadio. And credit to Bruce Cassidy. 100%. Now, it, it, it lends the obvious question of, when that sustainability does eventually fall out, or if you're not getting the type of production that you've been getting over the last seven games, what then? Because in in that, at the beginning of that commentary, what Bruce said is absolutely perfect. But you start to look at where he wants his center iceman, who he wants as his center iceman,
0: it doesn't automatically mean Jack Eichel moves into that spot. No, because he right now wants... As much as Amadio has been good, Mm -hmm. he, being Bruce Cassidy, loves Chandler Stevenson as a centerman Sure, and playing. That tells you that there might be some hesitation to moving Stevenson away from the middle. Mm -hmm. If you move Stevenson uh, away, it's easy. Jack slides up, you've got your, your, your top line. If you keep Stevenson down the middle... And move matteo off
2: mm-hmm.
0: you got five centers yeah where where does everybody go
2: I mean I think that's I, I I feel it's clear that a pair you're looking to keep together is Chandler Stevenson and Mark stone yes and I think Stevenson's a center I I think Stevenson
0: is a is a better player a more productive player a more assertive player down the middle he I did the research on this okay He's played more games on the wing this year, mm-hmm. but he's been really productive yeah. on the wing. I know he had the monster month of mm-hmm. of December, but he's been as productive on the wing as he has been at center ice. Like, it's marginal. So the, he's got that ability. I think you, eventually, I think you see him go to the wing with with Jack and, and Mark. I, I just with with the way it shakes down with all the bodies and in different positions. The other part of this is what happens with Cotter in his production sure. when he comes back. Yep. That's going to play a role. Remember, at the start, Cotter had a great start out of the gate with training camp, then uh, into the regular season, slipped back, then found his game uh, as well. So he's got to earn his time and... and on that third line right now. He's got to be productive. And Phil Kessel is another one. Mm-hmm. There's got to be an improved contribution from Phil Kessel. And I talked to when I talked to Rick Talk this morning for the for the Cheer podcast, which mm-hmm. will be out later on this week, we we talked about uh, a little bit about Phil. And like it's Phil's well worth it. His his contributions have been interspersed mitten uh, throughout the season mm-hmm. but it's not that far off that a, that a good second half can't put him exactly where we thought he would be at the start of the season I think my over under on goals was over 17 16 or 17 uh, in and around there- mm-hmm. so it's it's not that far off but you, you and if he contributes here and there in a key situation that that contract and that player, is well worth it because he's got that ability, but you'd like to get more consistency out of him. And where does he fit in uh, to all of this in this in the second half to get Phil to the point where he's giving you some regular point production? So there's there's a lot moving around here uh, as we go into this seven game homestand. I mean, you're you're trying to maximize your lineup
2: as best you can.
0: You are, and and. But you don't want the, you don't want to spread it out so much no, that you're hurting yourself.
2: You you don't, and you're you're absolutely right there. I guess the the part that I'm maybe choosing to hang up on a little bit more is the idea of we need to find or we are looking for the pair for Jack, right? Because if if the pair for Jack were stone, it would be Eichel and Stone. And I think that that you've got enough runway here to look at a couple of different options to see if there's a player you can put alongside Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marchessault, Riley Smith, and it becomes electric. It, it becomes or gives you something like you have with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson, where those two players together are dynamite.
0: I think you'll get back to, in in two weeks' time, mm-hmm. you go back to Eichel between Stevenson and Stone, misfits together, Your fourth line that's the third line but wants to be called the fourth line are together mm-hmm. and you're hoping something's clicked between Cotter and Kessel and that's my combination there that's my duo Cotter The two and wingers. Kessel? yeah because only because I love the two of them together they're they're fantastically funny off the ice yeah and they're really good uh on the ice but they've got to start giving you giving you a little bit more purpose who's your
2: center there yeah
0: I'm waiting to see. I don't know.
2: Well, if it's I mean, if it's not Carlson and it's not is it,
0: Eichel. Is it a Now comes down, because matty a center. Yeah. He's playing on his off-wing right now. If he comes down with confidence from what he's shown with Stone and Stevenson, is that the magic elixir to make Cotter and Kessel go? That's by... Pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it happens. Yeah, yeah. But to make it all work according to m- what I think will happen in the next two weeks, once the uh, Mattio Stone Stevenson r- runs its course, which is a marvelous run, <laughs> uh, and Jack goes back with those two, the misfits end up together because they always end up together. I think I think Mattio with Kessel and and they played together before. Yeah, yeah. It was be, I, it was before Mattio did what he's done. I,
2: I get your, I get your line of thinking. I just feel like I want to see a combination of, or I want to see a, a duo of William Carlson and like you have your William Carlson with the misfits. I I don't want to see William Carlson with the misfits. We've seen William Carlson with the misfits, like experiment a little bit, try to see if there's another combination out there that works. Like, you're talking about Cotter and Kessel. I'd much rather see a run of play for four or five games with Cotter and Carlson. I he, think there's he, something there in the way that those two guys play. You might see it over be the next something. couple, and and hopefully
0: yeah. something works there. I'm just saying. In two weeks, I think that's the way it all revolves back. I never when I when I first started here. Yeah, I thought, oh, why are those misfits always together? Why do they change around? change around and they would for a little bit they'd always end up back together mm-hmm. and now so you're, just, you're I, right, just not come, even trying to fight it I'm, I've come full circle I'm like, there's, <laughs> why why ever take those three apart unless somebody's in the penalty box <laughs> they're not apart I'm 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 not sold on it. Uh, We got to take a break. Uh, We got one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, and we will update you on the semifinal of the World Junior Hockey Championship. It's a big day for VGK prospects. This is Fox
1: Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He
1: scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
0: Ooh, baby. We got ourselves a game at the World Junior Hockey Championship. Uh, yeah, semifinal. Now- number one goes to Czechia. Czech Republic gets by Sweden. Two one in overtime. Uh, Mattis Sapovalov it was instrumental in that game by uh, picking up an assist. Uh, Brabenic uh, was great in the game for Czechia. So two BGK uh, draft picks are going to the final. They go to the championship game at the expense of Vegas Golden Knight prospect goaltender Carl uh, Limbaum, mm-hmm. uh, who was amazing in this tournament. He will win the top goaltender in this tournament, uh, but allowed a goal. Not on purpose. Uh, I always feel funny when I say allowed a goal. Well, It makes it sound like there was a purpose, but it wasn't. Uh, The Czechia team scores in the final minute and then wins it in overtime as they play three on three in that uh, tournament. So Czechia to the final, and they've had a spectacular event. And the second semifinal is Canada against the United States. And through two periods, let's go live to our world junior hockey correspondent, Ryan Wallace, for the latest.
2: Yeah, it's 4-2 Canada. End of the second period.
0: It looked like it was tied it did. in the second yep. when the Americans scored, but there was a coach's challenge, mm-hmm. and uh, the young Blake uh, scored for Team USA was ruled to have uh, impeded the goaltender. That's Jason Blake's son. Yeah, it looked like a Jason Blake UND, goal. Und uh, prospect. Yeah. It no. did look like hey, a Jason really Blake type goal. I yeah. uh, love my uh, Jason Blake. Uh, one of the he's an awesome golfer. Like A really good golfer. And he always uh, found it funny when you play golf with him, he's more passionate about that than he was (laughs) playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he was a passionate guy. He was a fun guy (laughs) in in all kinds of speed. Mm -hmm. But I'm always looking at him going, why can't I see that on on the ice? He's making 30-foot putts. I feel like some pro athletes are more passionate about their hobbies. Or just Mm. feels that way, right? Well, because one's a job. Yeah, 100%. Although, the... Nick Waugh, I'll go back to it. The Nick Waugh celebration on his second goal mm-hmm. the other night in Colorado, mm-hmm. that was just pure emotion, and he tipped it in. The first one was getting the monkey off your back, breaking mm-hmm. out of the slump. The second one was ecstasy. It was amazing to see that type of reaction and expressiveness from, from Nick Waugh. That was like Jason Blake knocking in a 30-foot putt. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It was, uh, it was right there. So uh, Team Canada leads it 4-2 after two periods in the championship uh, or the semifinal at the World Junior Championship. Uh, the winner faces Czechia in the final. Um, I gave you my dot, dot, dot that eventually Jonathan Marcheseau goes up and, and rejoins his misfit buddies. And I gave you a couple of uh, scenarios Mm Maddio, if he continues hot, he stays with Stevenson and Stone. If there's a fall-off, then it makes it easier for Bruce Cassidy to go back to uh, Eichel and Stevenson and Stone. Uh, You also have uh, Phil Kessel trying to find his range. Right in the middle of all that is William Carlson. Mm -hmm. Need to start bumping it. A little bit. And and there's these these are, are great problems to have because the team's in first place leading the Western Conference, it's going. But there's part of you that thinks, What if? Right? What 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 if you got Kessel going? Mm-hmm. What if William Carlson got back to the William Carlson at the start of the year where it was like he was going to have one of those 25, 25 seasons. Mm-hmm. And that's, and he's still doing some great things and gives you, he is one of those players where you have to look beyond the, uh, the game summary.
2: Yeah. It's not just stats. It's not but just I would, goals I would like and points, more stats, but I'd like more goals, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think when, when you factor in that, that it was a 17 game scoring drought for Nick Wah and he's now one better than. Mm -hmm. William Carlson and goal production this season. Like that gives you an idea, just six goals on the year for William Carlson. Like you need more for sure. Especially if Carlson's spending as much time as he is on, in a second line role with the misfits. Now you can look at the production that you're getting out of William Carlson. If it's from a third line perspective and you can utilize that as more of a a matchup type line or shutdown type line, you'll take those numbers all day long. But if Carlson's in an elevated role, the way that he is, you need more production beyond the, the stuff that he does for you on 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 away from the puck and, and defensively,
0: or if Smith and so continue at the pace that they were at when they were all together, because Riley's on a career high pace, sos on a career high pace uh, was before he got hurt. Yeah. Then it's much easier to absorb, but just less less longer spells. If it's five or six games, that's really tolerable. You you don't worry about that because and you look down the sheet like everybody does uh, when when you get your stats in the media and uh, people you, you, there's there's lists of point production per game uh, goals assists points mm-hmm. plus minus uh, that that we get in the media and you, you go through and you start going to zero zero uh, if there's long spells like that mm-hmm. you, it, it grabs your attention but if it's 1-0-0-0-0-2-0-0-0-1, zero, 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 like it. it if it's every six games, well, that's that's a whole lot different. Because at the start, pile it up. That's yeah. that's why his total is what it is right yeah, now. Because yeah, yeah. he, he just went off at the start. Carlson hasn't gone into the stage of going off. He was good at the start, but I'd love it, to see him just explode. He was consistent in the start.
2: Yeah. And that, I think, is the big one. And William Carlson, seven goals on the year, 26 points in 40 games. Um, yeah, I mean, you need more from that. You do. And, and you know, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for William Carlson to have a couple of games here in a third line capacity. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that you know William Carlson maybe plays with, say, a Paul Cotter and, and a Phil Kessel to see if there's just a different wrinkle or a way to finish a little bit more consistently. And if that happens, all of a sudden... There are more opportunities in front of you, and different options you can utilize if you're Bruce Cassidy.
0: I will be the first person at the end of the game tomorrow night, looking at the minutes
2: between yeah. the centers.
0: Yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it, uh, how it shakes down. One other uh, note from the other night that just occurred to me <laughs> because I was thinking about Carlson. If he's in that role of third line center, does that make him fresher for killing penalties? Yeah, is is that is that a spin that you can make on it? Because he's such a, an incredible penalty killer, and you're leaning on Stevenson and Stone right now in a penalty killing capacity, and you don't want to burn these guys out uh, too much. So does does that does that help? Phil Kessel took the penalty the other night in, in Denver, mm-hmm. and came out, and they were in, they were kind of stuck in their own zone, mm-hmm. and he couldn't make the change, mm-hmm. and he did a nice job. That was good. I'm not. Supporting or, or uh, campaigning <laughs> at all for Phil Kessel to kill penalties. <laughs> Phil would probably walk through this door and and trip me. He just if, knocked if, on the door, if, actually. If, yeah. if you thought I was campaigning for <laughs> yes. him to kill penalties, yes. he I don't think he wants to do that. But. I will give him credit for a guy that that had to be out there in that situation in mm-hmm. a close game against uh, an incredibly talented group like the Colorado Avalanche. He got a stick in in the way of two passes. One he disrupted wholeheartedly, like it it knocked away off course. He did a really good job. Yeah, uh, the other night, and I was I was sitting there like happy for him. A good. Yeah. Good for him because he took a penalty, which I'm sure the coach wasn't happy about. Sure. It, he wasn't happy yeah. about it, and you're wondering, okay, well, how's this going to affect nice stuff? That that was a redeeming shift for him. It was
2: an incredibly notable shift for Phil Kessel because he couldn't
0: have changed faster no, though when he when no, he did no, get a no. chance.
2: Puck comes out of the zone. He gets he gets off. Chandler Stevenson gets on. Chandler then has a shorthanded opportunity. Like it was as as solid a 50 second penalty killing shift from Phil Kessel would ever be. In a situation where he had to kill penalty and there was no choice.
0: That's one of those ones where the guys love it in the bench too. Oh, for they, sure. They, yeah. They're they're curious. They're looking. Oh boy, oh, Phil's kill. it is. Phil's out there, and uh, and and away they went. And he, when he came out, because it was a it was an odd man situation. Uh, I want to tell you about my idea here okay. for the end of a game mm-hmm. because there was a situation with Vancouver last week. And Vancouver had a puck, they were down a goal late, and JT Miller, one mm-hmm. of their forwards, mm-hmm. started yelling at his own goaltender, mm-hmm. Con- Colin Delia, yes. to get off the ice for the extra attacker. Now I I don't know how J T Miller knew about the uh, the coach yelling because he was going the wrong way he couldn't see the bench mm-hmm. that's a shot at uh, J T Miller sorry <laughs> but that's a shot at J T Miller and then he banged the crossbar and waved his stick near his goaltender mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think he was swiping at him but uh, but it was trying to tell D.L. get off the ice yeah let's let's go a little bit more colorful language but yeah, yes yeah yeah away you go and it, and it took takes me back to this idea that I had. Mm. From the beginning of time, when you start in hockey and you're down a goal and the coach goes to pull the goaltender for the extra attacker, it's chaos. Yeah. Unless you have a timeout right before and you put the goalie at the hash marks and he's he knows exactly who to look at to get off the ice, uh, off the drop of the puck, it's chaos. Mm-hmm. Is is the goalie looking at the defensive coach? Is the goalie looking at the trainer? Which some teams have done is the goalie looking at the head coach. Now, mm-hmm. I would argue the head coach should be looking at the play, uh, but but maybe not. Uh, the head coach is the head coach, so maybe he is the boss. Who who does the goalie look at? Because wow. sometimes there's two different, uh, like one guy's going no, one guy's s- saying saying come off. My idea okay. in this, yeah, all right, mm-hmm. is teams install a light. Okay. On their bench, okay, or it's a flashlight or something that they yeah, can they can shine. smoke signals over here. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that, no, that's a, that's a fire hazard, right? Okay, that's a yeah. fire hazard. Yeah. But you've got like, pyrotechnics. Oh, don't exist. Why, is, from the beginning of time, we have not modernized mm-hmm. an ability to signal the goaltender yep. to come to the bench for the extra attacker late in a game. It never has changed it's it's been chaos from the first cow patty that was dropped on the slough, and they were playing the game to, calling teddy to the sideboards or now today there's can, nothing can, has changed can you run that one back for the me the cow patty at yep. the slough. yep because they used to use cow patties as pucks mhm you know what Cal Paddy is, right? I do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they used to use those. So they had to try and get the extra attacker off. There mm-hmm. was uh, The goalie off, it was chaos, and he had to go. It wasn't even boards. It was just uh, snow inside <clears throat> at the so, slope.
2: <laughs> so a couple of things.
0: Um, a light. A light. Why don't you just make it clear
2: to your goaltender which coach is responsible for calling him over? And then that coach does it. The goalie comes. And then also inform maybe you know JT Miller who's a minus 15 on the season that if you want your goalie to come out of the net generally speaking you don't want to bring the puck back into your zone No, no behind the when, bench when yeah. you are when you are that bad defensively I wouldn't get out of the net either
0: tell you what I would have done I would have checked them I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone to the bench yeah. I would have turned around and swung my stick back at him yeah, I I'm not I'm, I'm right there with you. Of course, we would have been on every highlight show after that. Well, you already two, were. Two teammates swinging at each other would have been really, really, really bad. You know who no. would have
1: taken a swing at him? Who? Fake tough guy. Jordan Binnington. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Then he, then he would have found the ref to hold the hold him back.
0: Oh my god, you guys! I would you guys love have you this know what? Thing now with, I've got it. a now I've got a great idea. Honestly, you guys got to
2: get you over know this what? whole Jordan you know Binnington what? thing. The only way Jordan Binnington might fight in his career is if. The St. Louis Blues acquire J.T. Miller because, J- because Jordan Biddington's not going to not gonna stand for J.T. Miller screaming at him yeah, to get yeah. off the ice while simultaneously bringing the puck back into his own zone. If you want a goalie to get off the ice, rush the puck up the ice.
0: Yeah. What are you doing? Well, I, just, I still don't understand why J.T. Miller was thinking that he had all the answers. Anyway, because he's J.T. Miller. I'm, I'm just... It, as soon as some, one person starts waving the goalie on a bench, yeah. everybody starts waving. If you coach 12-year-olds, if you coach 8-year-olds, if you coach, eight year olds, if you coach uh, in the National Hockey League, everybody's the same. Everybody starts waving, even though maybe the coach had w- said, no, stop. Yeah. Stop, because there's a turnover or something. So it's, it's, it's pending. What about earpieces? So I want, I want, uh, no, because hockey players don't want to have an IFB in their ear the whole game.
2: I mean just like what if Five somebody then, then the once period. then
0: somebody leaves their key open, like every now and then on TV, yeah, the producer or the director will leave their key open mm-hmm. and then you can hear everything, which is okay, really fine. distracting. Really distracting. But it's also kind of good because you hear all the dirt that they're <laughs> saying about you <laughs> when their key's closed. I'm so not... it's a little bit illuminating in that in that regard.
2: Where are you gonna put this light for the goalie to be on the able bench. to see it? On right the the bench. Where on the
0: bench? On the back of the glass, or the well,
2: that's going to impede somebody's ability to watch the game. That's no, fine. No, it's not. I'm fine, fine with it. Or maybe, prices. maybe you
0: just raise it up like in a little pole, something. I'm on something. What is this? It's Kmart a, it's, with it's the blue flag. light special. Sure. I love wave it. I love wave the goalie it. flag. There okay. you go. Did you ever see the blue light? Yes, at yes, Kmart? of course. Yeah. I never saw
1: the blue light. Really? No. Did you have Kmart where you grew yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had it. So where was the blue light? Well. It was like it would move <laughs> around from section to section. I did not know that.
0: Yeah. I've heard about the blue light special all the time. I didn't know there was an actual blue light.
1: Yeah, there was. Yeah. Serious. Yes. Google this and show it to me, please. Oh, please. All right. All
0: right. You're not doing anything over there. He's really mad about it. No, I'm
2: not. I'm going to
1: fight for it's you. It's
0: like I just told them to run to the pizza place and grab us dinner. He's that sour about it. Yeah.
2: Well, I think what we all have kind of uncovered here is that there should be a light in the bench to pull the goaltender. You shouldn't fault the goaltender for not listening to a defensive liability JT Miller.
0: No. Uh, Jimmy Vesky gets a two-year contract with the New York Rangers. Wow. Good for him. That's good. Uh, Went to training camp on a PTO. Yeah. A professional tryout offer. And now has a two year deal worth pick, $1.6 pick the million. Whole monitor up? Wow. Wait a uh, minute. just showed me the blue lights special. I did not know there was an actual blue light. I'd heard that forever and just thought it was an expression. Like blue lights, huh? Good time. Well, you know that blue plate specials are put on blue plates, right? Never heard. I don't know what a blue plate is either. Oh, what? I know what a blue plate is. It's a blue plate, but I don't know what a blue no, plate is. it's like a special. It's like a special. Is. Like when you oh. go to
2: a restaurant. Really?
0: Yeah. Never heard of that. It only comes on a blue. This plate, is amazingly though. educational for me. That's um, a really
2: difficult thing to say. Blue magic.
0: plate. Yeah, uh, along with secret creamery, I have trouble with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I. But but I tell but you the, what. But
2: the ice cream.
0: Oh the boy. Chan- the chance tracks ice yeah. cream that I had today with Nick Waugh. Mm-hmm. I believe he had the fudge. But you, Vegas Vegas Fortress fudge.
2: Have you gotten an answer for me on the fudge? Because we had this conversation earlier. Where well, you asked me
0: what I'd go with. If yeah, I so go if Brown. you like, if you like chocolate ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked. Yes. I,
3: I, I asked. This,
0: this was Nick Waugh. Nick Waugh said he, he wanted chocolate ice cream. Yeah. We had, we had the brownie and we had the fortress fudge. If you think that this, you listening right now, if you're still listening right he's now, not, thank, you. Not, thank <laughs> you. He's not even giving me what I want here. This no, I'm ridiculous. asking you this question. If you like chocolate ice cream, yeah. do you go for the fudge? Or do you go for the brownie? It
2: depends. What is the base of the of the ice cream? No. Is
0: the fudge base chocolate
2: ice cream with fudge inside of it, or is it vanilla ice cream? Oh, it's, it's with chocolate. Fudge? It's
0: chocolate. Oh, oh then I'm, I'm yeah, going fudge. that, Yeah, hundred percent. What? Which one's that? The fudge. fudge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was a fudge too. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: how about that? that it was.
2: A, <laughs> I asked. I he, he asked me this question. Uh, this earlier. I had no idea no, what you are talking about. I earlier. said, "What's the base ice cream? Yeah, is it I, vanilla or chocolate?" I that depend. That creates
0: everything. I actually just assumed it was chocolate. No, no, oh. I couldn't get my head around who that Who are one. you, me? Uh, Just assuming things now. Max, yeah, that's Max a... dangerous. You're going <laughs> to the clink, you see? Max Patcheretti could make his Hurricanes debut tomorrow night. Good for him. For the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, who lost. Actually lost a game. <laughs> that, I didn't think that was possible. And uh, one update, though. We have our hockey contest, picking the winners. Mm-hmm. The parlay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael E. Minden Jewelers. Yep. And every Friday, we offer somebody the opportunity to pick three games. We'll pick the games. They pick the winners. Yes. Our our contestant last week did not win. No. So, so at some point on Friday, we're going to have an opportunity for somebody to phone in and win, potentially win $200 because mm-hmm. we double it, or we add $100 every week. They get two of the three right. Yeah,
2: I know. That's a rough one. Um, unfortunately, the Florida Panthers... <sighs> didn't come through for a bu- mm-hmm. for our buddy Shane but that is good news for you listening because on Friday we are going to do it we are going to yeah. throw the phone line out there we're going to give you a number you're going to call in we're going to have three games for you and it's a chance to win now $200
0: we're going to update the world junior hockey championship as we return for catching up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas <laughs>
1: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So you got me so juiced up listening to uh, your your conversation with Nick Waugh and the ice cream, and we were talking oh, yeah. about it. Oh, Secret man. Secret Creamery. I am, I'm fresh out of ice cream. There's Ooh. a Green Valley Grocery literally right on. Right on my way home, right yep. around the corner from where I live. I'm going to stop tonight. And I'm going to pick- chance
2: tracks. Hold on. I- hold on. Hold on. Didn't you tell us yesterday on catching up with Chapman
0: that you're trying to lose weight? Yeah, but but I
1: could slip in some ice yeah, cream. For sure. mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So
0: Nick Watt had his ice cream during the segment, and then he had to go uh, he was going for lunch. So guess who had his ice
1: cream? Oh, not the person who did not give you brownies, but you, exactly. you guilt-tripped her. No, no, she did
0: give me brownies. Yeah, mentally, you but
1: guilt-tripped, but guilt-tripped
0: yeah. Uh India <laughs> stared him down, and I told Nick, I said, oh, "Be careful. She is going to intimidate you. She's going to try and get in your grill because she's going to want the ice cream." She did the exact same thing to me after we talked to Riley Smith, and here's a National Hockey League player. He couldn't even handle the death stare of India, who wanted the ice cream. And she got it.
1: This poor girl. You 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 trashed this poor girl. Well, I don't trash her. I'm so honest. Much. At least you got your ice cream. Have I said yeah.
0: anything that was hey. factually incorrect? By oh, the way, no. we,
2: we appreciate the gesture of you bringing us ice cream here today. Thank you for that. No chance that was yeah. going to happen. No. Yeah. no, no. Not by we, me. We gotta Do get- you
0: think I was getting that thing by India? Oh don't, come, come on! Don't
2: blame
1: her.
0: Come on. She next, would next, tackle thing me. next
1: thing you'll be blaming Darren Elliott or Shane That's Knighty. That's ridiculous. Well, oh, no, no, you won't blame Shane Knighty. Oh, I'm
0: not going to sh- blame Shane at all. Hey, no. It's four 2 Canada. With, India, we
1: know, we with, know what's uh, real. Uh,
0: Sixteen minutes to go in the third period. Team USA has had two goals called back.
1: Yeah, bias Canadian ref. Okay. Uh, Actually, he's not. I. He's I, not. He's not I would. I would make. I would make
2: the argument that if this game were played in Traverse City, it'd be
0: a four-four game. Or, okay. or Wilkes-Barre.
2: Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine.
0: Not I a called big deal. Both reviews, because we're watching with the sound. Yeah, because
2: you're in tune with
0: the Canadian saw, bias. Saw <laughs> both reviews, and I saw, and even you, massively biased. I thought <laughs> the hockey fans. The, the, yes. the, the first goal. The first goal, the, the first goal had,
1: should have counted. The second goal they got right. Yeah,
0: that uh, that one you guys were on board with. Um, yeah, uh, looking forward to getting back to the rink. We got a seven game homestand mm-hmm. starting tomorrow, and it kicks off with Sidney Crosby. This is the greatest homestand in the world because when you started off with Sidney Crosby, normally there's a lull. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no lull in this thing. No, between LA on Saturday, you've got uh, Connor McDavid the next Saturday. Like, there's yeah. so much happening. On this homestand, it's going to be massively fun.
2: And you got the Los Angeles Kings on Saturday night in reverse mm. retros.
0: I'm so stoked for that. Are they wearing theirs? They are. Yeah. So it's going to be it's, a dual reverse yeah, retro?
2: it's the reverse retro bowl. and the That's Kings, the first time we've seen
0: that with Vegas. The
2: Kings retros are so sick. Hmm. So good.
0: Can't wait. We did a roulette today with the guys uh, for nightlife. What should Vegas use as walk-in uniforms or their get-up? For the winter classic next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking about the reverse retros. Yeah. So, some good answers there. Elvis came up in a, wearing oh. Elvis suits walking yes. in. Yes. So, just a little bit of a primer for you. We'll talk to you more from the rink.